before dawn Every man has a story And the story goes on From a granddad's eyes To a newborn son We all benefit from Michigan farm families who take pride in perfecting the art and science of growing fresh, high-quality foods and products year after year. Local Michigan farmers nurture what nature gives them, growing some of the most popular foods and products. Did you know that we rank number one in the nation in more than 15 products? In fact, more than 50,000 local farm families help to grow and raise more than 300 different great tasting, high quality, fresh foods and products, making us the second most agriculturally diverse state in the nation. Hello, I'm here with Troy Bancroft, president of AgriLiquid. Troy, how are you doing? Doing great today. Today is the first day of the Agro Expo. Agro Expo, that sounds really exciting. Tell me what it is. Well, the Agro Expo was kind of a brainchild of a number of uh, leaders in the ag industry that uh, there were needed a show that uh, showcased production agriculture, what it is today. And so uh, there's a number of people that are on our steering committee, which is, includes Carla Wardeen here and her husband and a lot of folks from the industry that help guide us to what the Agro Expo is. And it is showcases farm equipment, farm demonstrations, uh, a lot of new technology about what's going on in agriculture for those in production agriculture. Now you say production agriculture specifically, what does that mean? Well, we're talking about folks that have to earn their living off their their land. In other words, not a hobby farmer, but someone who is actually uh, producing a product and selling a product for their main source of income. And you also say that this is a brainchild of a lot of people. How many years has it been going and how have you seen it develop? Well, this is the fourth session. The first event was held in the middle of a rain event that was over four to six inches depending on where you were at in central Michigan and it basically drowned it out our whole event the first year and it was quite discouraging but with a lot of encouragement from other people we went ahead and pursued and these last three years have been great weather. That first year really was unforgettable for the amount of rain and slog. And of course, we've been having that same rain this year, but the grounds here are completely different and had a lot of success. Uh, what is here today that people can look forward to seeing? Well, there's some sprayer demonstrations here, along with some uh, special speakers in tents talking about topics of the day that would be of interest to folks that are in production agriculture. And there's a lot of uh, different equipment here that offers a lot of technology and new techniques uh, for this ever-challenging ag economy. I watched the demos this morning and I saw the remote soil technology and I saw a drone and the sprayers and it was really interesting and things I haven't seen before. Is that something that you aim to do with bringing in people? Absolutely. We want to be on the cutting edge. We want to draw those folks in that are making those decisions that are on the cutting edge of agriculture and progressive and showing some new techniques where maybe they've seen them, but maybe they haven't seen them in action. And this is one place we can do that as we have quite an extensive area to do. One of the interesting things we have 
this year is we have the opportunity of the three major pickup truck manufacturers, Ford, Chevy, and Ram, the opportunity to drive a pickup uh, on our grounds uh, to demonstrate it. So this gives you an up close and personal aspect of seeing what each of the competition offers and the synergistic things that they have along with the new technology that is in a pickup that wasn't there when I was a kid because the only option I had in my first pickup was a seat. It was, uh, there was nothing for radio in it. Uh, I hate to say I'm that old, but that is the truth. <laughs> um, our first truck had an eight track, so I guess that was part of what we had. Uh, I know that everyone will love having the opportunity to drive the different kinds of trucks because machines are always a big part of it. I also know there are a lot of vendors here. What can people expect to see from the vendors? Well, a lot from the vendors can be anything from uh, professional tools to uh, seed, uh, new seed genetics, uh, crop protection, and uh, of course, you might see somebody there from AgroLiquid. <laughs> oh, speaking of AgroLiquid, <laughs> Troy, can you please tell me about the history of your company? Well, it's a long, rich history that uh, my father-in-law started this in 19. 83, and it was at a time in agriculture where it was very challenging. There was dollar uh, um, sixty was the price of corn. There, the average yield per acre is easy to remember because it was eighty three bushels per acre in 1983, and there was also the program called PIK, P I K, payment in kind, that paid farmers not to plant twenty percent of their farmable land. So right on the onset of a crop input company trying to enter the market with 20% of your uh, market taken away from you, uh, $1.60 corn, and uh, if you had to get a business loan, uh, interest rates were near 20% for business loans, it was a very difficult time starting a business in agriculture. However, we pursued and the first five years was very difficult and uh, as we were trying to manufacture new technologies in fertility that was only known to horticulture and specialty type crops and even in the technology field and so there's these were things that were very new to the industry and they had a huge benefit but it was definitely a uphill battle selling and convincing and then once we did, then developing the infrastructure to service that industry. What was the actual time where you thought, I want to work with my father-in-law, Doug Cook. This is what I want to do. How did you go on that path? Well, he was an amazing man with amazing talents to add um, 100 ideas a day that were he thought were the best. He was a great idea person. And I came to him with a sense that I could... Uh, uh, provide some stability and some insight to those good ideas that he had and help develop them. And so that's one of the things I came alongside of him with, with is a stabilizing forces because as you well know, people that have a great mind and a great uh, sense of, of progressiveness and they, they just need to bounce some things off people. And I was apparently that person and we got along uh, very well and I do miss him Still got today as he passed on in 2010. 
And now you work with your family. Tell me about your family that works with you at AgroLipin. Well, I have three sons, uh, Nicholas, uh, Albert, and Garrett, and they all work in the business. And I'm grateful for that because that it provides me a good, good uh, strategy in the future for leading the company with uh, fine young men that have better ideas than maybe I have today, better technology than I have today, and uh, of course uh, the, the strength of youth in any organization is always desirable. When you built your headquarters in St. John's, it was a big moment in St. John's history. It is a beautiful building and a great place to have it. And also everyone uh, in the community appreciates how much you give back. How did you decide to make the headquarters here and what led to your building here? Well, St. John's has always been home and we wanted to uh, to give back to the community and the industry for which we have been greatly blessed. And that was the IQ Hub. And one of the things that the IQ Hub does, it's inside of our corporate building, is it teaches uh, young and old about agriculture and the importance of it, where it's been, where it's at and where it's going in the next generation so we can have a future of that because in Michigan, agriculture is the second biggest in the industry and probably little uh, attention is paid to the significance of that outside of our own industry. How do you get people to come to the IQ Hub? What do they see? What kind of programs do you have for people? Well, we have a lot of uh, specialty type theme, themes that we're doing that attract a different type of crowd or the ones that people that have been there before. And these themes have ranged from military to uh, muscle cars to what it is today, which is aviation. And the aviation aspect, there's a number of smaller airplanes inside the IQ Hub right now. And with that, folks can see uh, the, the synergies between aviation and agriculture as there's a lot of still uh, uh, ag tractors, you know, ag airplanes that apply product on fields here in Michigan. And uh, they can see uh, the aspect of the aerodynamics and the importance of agriculture uh, intertwined together. Speaking of intertwining, when you enter the headquarters or when you enter the IQ Hub, you can see that there are a lot of design elements taken from agriculture. What kind of materials and what kind of things did you incorporate into the building? Well, one of the things we wanted to do when we built that building was um, pay tribute to the ambiances and nuances of what um, agriculture history has been. So the back of the building looks very much like uh, an old barn. And then the front of the building looks more uh, robust and more technology and representing the future of agriculture. And on the inside, there's a lot of stonework that, and, and, and kind of an industrial look and kind of a farm look that uh, reminds us every day of how important the American farmer is to us. We just had the Clinton County Fair in St. John's and I know that your grandchildren are involved in it. What kind of things did you see there for the community and what do you like about the fair? Well, as being in 4-H uh, for a long time uh, and especially the Clinton County Fair, uh, I find uh, just a lot of history there of what uh, I enjoyed it as a kid, and I know that uh, my grandchildren and other children uh, enjoy there at the fair. 
and that is coming showcasing their pro project for the year. But probably more importantly is uh, connecting and reconnecting with old friends and building those relationships that uh, last a lifetime that uh, we, uh, we do in a tight-knit community. What did you take to the fair? Were you an animal or a project person or both? Well, uh, I took to Shiawassee County. I took uh, 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 beef. And then to Clayton County, I was in shooting sports and tractor driving, which is near and dear to me, which is going to be at the Agro Expo this year as well. It's going to be one of those things that if you've never seen it done, it's always interesting to how am I going to back that wagon up and how fast can I do it? And uh, will I knock off those golf balls on the corner of the of the uh, pretend shed so that there'll be points against me? And will I score high on the written test? Those are things that I really enjoyed at the fair. Yes, at AgriExpo. I can't wait to see the FFA kids drive it. I've seen uh, videos of it in the past, but I haven't seen it in real life. So you say backing up a trailer is part of it, and then the written test, which is preferred. Do people, is the driving test or is the writing test harder? Well, uh, as I recall, it was a lot about uh, farm safety. This was back, I'm sorry to say, more than 40 years ago. But it was a lot about farm safety, as which I'm sure it is still today, and probably integrated in some technology as well. And so it does teach kids uh, how to, to back a trailer, which is always a skill set that you can use as an adult. You know, in the new cars, we have those backup cameras, and I have to say, those are fantastic. <laughs> I can't wait until they're in every farm implement. They're probably on the way, a little as we do know. Speaking of FFA, we should talk about the crop management challenge that FFA is having here. Can you tell us about that? Well, there's a number of chapters from around the state in FFA that have had a crop challenge here at the Agro Expo grounds, and they had the opportunity to uh, do their selection of seed and fertility and uh, see as good a job as they can do uh, against another chapter after all. That's what we're all in for is competing against ourselves, and uh, with friendly competition with other chapters brings out the best in all of us. There are a lot of people out there right now and I know it goes on today and all day tomorrow. What future do you see with Agro Expo and what do you see coming ahead for Agro Liquid? Well, one of the things that I see at Agro Expo is kind of interesting is always looking at the new technology and you know, uh, when I was uh, farming uh, as a young lad, the technology was about maybe uh, a new tractor. And now we have so much new technology in seed genetics and crop protection and in, in uh, technology that uh, drives our tractors and, and drives in precision that makes a difference. And that is uh, the exciting things I think I see about agriculture in the future that uh, this, this uh, Agro Expo can offer. How about AgroLiquid? Where are you taking the company this year and the years ahead? Well, one of the things that we have done recently is we've developed some, some products that are uh, certified organic. And as we take a look at the future uh, of feeding the world, but maybe organic is not going to feed the world, but perhaps there's a small part of that uh, folks that are trending to that they, they feel is a better source of Food, food and fiber. And so as we think about these new technologies coming on, thinking about the environment, 
That's one of the things that we've always been concerned about at AgriLiquid is how can we be good stewards of the land? I always use the phrase that we are only borrowing the land from our grandchildren. And so as you think about that, what are we doing as in technology and fertility that, that we're going to protect the land and then grow high yields as well, making that balance work? And that's where I think AgriLiquid will be is on the cutting edge of that new balance. How about personal life? What do you have coming up in 2019? Well, personally, I always enjoy uh, my grandchildren. I have nine of them, and that's one thing that has really been a blessing in my life. And then watching my uh, uh, my own boys work in the business, there's probably few people that get the rare opportunity to see their their children working as adults in a business every day and seeing them grow and mature and take on new responsibilities and uh, watching that is very gratifying. And speaking from my personal experience, you do have nice boys and nice grandchildren, so congratulations on that. Well, thank you right back to you. You don't have any grandkids, but you got some nice little boys. <laughs> Troy, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me. And everyone, yes, Agro Expo 2019 is going on today and tomorrow, and we hope to see you. Thank you, Carl. Thank you again for joining the Michigan Grown, Michigan Great podcast. It's indeed great to get to know the Michigan farmers behind local products in our marketplace. Supporting local farmers in your community is easy when you live in Michigan. We all benefit from the bounty of locally grown foods fresh from our state's family farmers. Thank you to Bex for helping us tell the stories of farmers through permission to use the Henningsons Why I Farm song. It's an honor that we share to highlight real people and real farmers who are passionate about agriculture. Join us again soon as we discover more farm stories directly from local farm families. And to find more information about Michigan food and farming systems, please visit michigangrown.org.